0: Massive, massive regression this year from Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson. Why has this happened? We'll do a deep dive on both players who I think or have the numbers to show that their regression is for two very different reasons. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. You're locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. Thursday, Sabres and Blackhawks, 7 o'clock puck drop at KeyBank Center. Uh, so we're not going to do a full deep dive of this game um, because I got bigger fish to fry on today's show. But we will talk Sabres and Blackhawks after the game is over in a game that the Sabres have to win. So a lot of you maybe are even listening after the game has happened. You might know what happens, and I'll just put it this way. If they lose this game to Chicago, the Sabres are the biggest Favorite on the night, the entire night, with a hot goalie in Lucanen back between the pipes. If they don't beat Chicago, it is fire and fury coming your way on Friday. Because that will be, to me, the end of the season. If the Sabres don't beat Chicago, it is over. If you're not beating the Blackhawks at home and you have now killed this homestand with three losses and three losses to not the greatest teams in the world, it's over. So... That's a lot to put on a game against Chicago, but that's how I'm thinking about this game. So when I say bigger fish to fry, then wanting to do a deep dive on these two players, we're going to do it on today's show. Went through a bunch of numbers, researched extensively, both players individually, what's been happening. We all know that the Buffalo Sabres scoring has been way down this year, and the two biggest culprits, or I would say the biggest regression candidates this year have been turned out to be Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins, the two top two centermen on paper coming into the year. They have not been the top two centermen. Casey Middlestat has ascended to play beyond them, and that's unbelievable. In a good way for Middlestat, but in a bad way for Tage and for Cousins. We'll get to them coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Uh, if you want to jump into our text line, go to joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Sabres, where you can check us out there. My favorite part of the text line is all that we do during the games, live reaction to plays. And when you really get me in the moment, when you get other fans in the moment, um, that's that's really when we're all at our most interesting, isn't it? when uh, we're just going uh, going on emotion, And man, Chicago, this Chicago game could uh, be some bad emotion if it doesn't go well. Let's get right into Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson. Tons of regression this season. The Sabres are way down when it comes to goal scoring. Last season, the Sabres were the third highest t- goal scoring team in the National Hockey League. This year, they rank... In the bottom dozen, um, just above, just out of the to the bottom ten. You have fewer goals than the New York Islanders, the Ottawa Senators, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Calgary Flames, the Predators, um, the Kings who play a very defensive style. They have fallen behind so many teams. And if you look at the counting numbers, the goals on the season, just straight up. The two biggest differences from last year to this year, very clearly, are Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins, two players who last year combined for roughly 80 goals on the season between the two of them, 80 goals between your top two centermen. I, at one point, I remember saying this last year in the middle of the season when Thompson was an MVP candidate and Cousins was playing like a number one center that was a number two center on this team only because of who was ahead of him. There was a point in time that I said, because of their age, because of their contract status, and because of their numbers, that there were no two centermen in the league. Actually, not no. I think I ranked centermen 1-2 to start your franchise with. And I obviously had them below, like, McDavid and uh, and Drysdale. But I believe I had them in the top three. I think I had them like third or fourth in the NHL. To start a franchise with, give me 25-year-old Tage Thompson and give me 21-year-old Dylan Cousins. One year later, those two who combined for almost 80 goals last year through more than half a season this year have combined for 21 goals. It's been cut in half. And you want to look at the biggest reason the Sabres have not met expectations this year. They're the two to look at. They are leaders on this team. They are great players on this team. And it is right to blame them due to production. And I don't think this is the same as when fans would blame the likes of Jack Eichel, Ryan O'Reilly, Sam Reinhardt. I do think, and I've said this a lot, that a lot of times the worst thing you can do when you're trying to figure out why your team isn't successful is to point the finger at the good players. But most of the time that means, and my assumption in those conversations is the good players are performing. Jack Eichel was always performing. Ryan O'Reilly might've said he lost his love for the game. He was a point of game player while he was losing his love for the game. He was producing. The difference here is tage Thompson and Dylan cousins are not performing to their standards, and Cousins especially uh, has fallen off a cliff. He is on a pace of less than 14 goals for the season. He scored over 30 last year, and Thompson, of course, set such a high standard, almost getting to 50, and he would have gotten to 50 without injury last year. This year, he's much lower on about a 30-goal pace, closer and even below what he was two years ago before he took the monster step forward. So. When we're looking at these two players, well, let's start by looking at Dylan Cousins. Then we'll get to Tage Thompson. The reason for the two players regressing, I think, is very different. Let's start with Cousins, and then I'll explain on Tage. Starting with Dylan Cousins, here are some numbers that I dug up looking at Cousins at five on five, which is the right place to look when it comes to his production tanking over the last year here last season versus this year. And if you're watching our stream on YouTube or our, our podcast on YouTube, which you can do, by the way, just go to YouTube, search lockdown Sabres, and you'll find us there. And I've got the stats up there for you to look at, but I'll go through them one by one per 60 minutes of ice time per 60 minutes that Dylan Cousins plays of a, he is scoring less than half the goals. Last year, 1.3 goals scored for every 60 minutes that he played. This season, 0.6 at 5-on-5. Again, less than half. He's scoring less than a goal per game and almost half a goal per game for every full game that he plays, every 60 minutes that he's on the ice. Now, what is interesting about Cousins is he's still getting as many shots off, and in fact... He's shooting the puck this year more than he was last year. Shots per 60 minutes on target, 9.3 last year per 60, 9.0 this year. About the same. Shot attempts, though, per 60 have gone up. 14.6 last year versus 15.7 this year. So he is shooting more. It's close, but about a full shot attempt per game uh, or per his game, every 60, more than what he was doing last year. So more pucks on net, uh, or that he's trying to get on net. Now, he's getting more blocked than last year. But the scoring chance number has gone down from 11 to 9.8. So goals are cut in half. He's getting as many on target. He's shooting more often, but the quality is down if you look at which ones qualify as scoring chances. That looks like to me, if you look at some of the maps too, like where shots are coming from, there's more coming from the boundary. And maybe that's him getting in his own head that, hey, I'm not scoring. So what do I got to do? Puck, UConn boy, right? Pucks on net. That's the mentality that he has this year. Or he just can't get to the prime scoring chances like he could last year. And I would attribute a lot of that to that more so than just he thinks the best idea is to shoot from the wall. Giveaways is another key stat to look at here as a difference from last year to this year with Dylan Cousins. Last year, per 60 minutes, 0.7 giveaways for Cousins. This year, 1.7. 1.7. It's more than doubled. And again, if I'm reading into some of these stats, what does the giveaways say? He's taking away the puck less, by the way, too. That means he doesn't have the puck as much because he's turning it over and he's not forcing turnovers. So the other team has the puck more often than they did last year. That's what's one key here. As I mentioned before, Cousins is not getting to the prime scoring opportunities. He's shooting more from less dangerous positions and he's pressing and he doesn't know how else to score. So he's just shooting it from everywhere and he's getting more. He's trying to get more on net, but it ends up being about the same. And what does all of that add up to at the end? A shooting percentage that is just cratered. Last year, he scored on 14.1% of his shots at 5-on-5. Five five. And this year, he is scoring on 5% of his shot attempts at 5-on-5. Five five. It's 5-on-5 five five for Cousins. It's he doesn't have the puck as much because he's turning it over. He's not forcing giveaways. He's not getting to the middle of the ice in the same degree. Now, one thing I would like to add on here at the end he is getting unlucky. Despite the fact there are all these numbers kind of point to that, you know, it's not going as well for him. What's baked into some of these numbers is he's hitting a ton of posts, right? He really is. And he's had some glorious scoring chances this year that he has not put away. So it's not all oh, Cousins is shot. Cousins doesn't know what he's doing. Cousins can't get to the middle of the ice. There is some of that, and I do think that's attributed a lot to his production. There is, of course, an element, though, here of him getting unlucky, and he's, I mean, I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I have to imagine he's hit the post more than any other player on the team this season. I don't know if those numbers are out there. Maybe they are, but but from just going off my top of my head and memory this year, it feels like he's hit more posts than anybody. And that matters here as well. So it is worth mentioning, but whatever is happening, it all adds up to seven goals. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable from Dylan cousins. That can't happen. If you're going to make the playoffs and you're going to be a core piece of this team, and you're going to be a leader on this team, Seven goals in half a season can't happen. You can't have stretches like that. That's how you get behind in the standings is when a player as important as him doesn't produce. And I know he hasn't had Jack Quinn for most of the year, but you know what? He's had JJ Paterka and Paterka's played great. Paterka has stepped up in a big way. And as much as he didn't have Jack Quinn, one of his most common line mates on the season this year is Zach Benson. and. Rookie Zach Benson is giving them about as much, if not even more, than rookie Jack Quinn was giving them last year. So to me, how he's being used is not an excuse. Is he injured? That's also a possibility here, right? We know he's injured right now. He's going to miss this game against Chicago, it looks like, uh, tonight. Again, a lot of you already listening to this have already seen the game. Um, Saturday, he has a chance. So we know he's injured right now. He had that injury early in the year from a fight that he had. But is there something more? Is there a bigger nagging injury that has been true with Cousins all year long? It's worth wondering because a regression like this doesn't otherwise make a lot of sense. So what I look at is, is there an injury? He's getting unlucky by hitting a lot of posts. He's not getting to scoring areas as much as he did last year. He doesn't have the puck as much, and he's just trying to. And and when it comes to shot attempts, of course, maybe he's trying a little bit too hard, gripping the stick too much. Whatever it is, he's got to snap out of it or they'll never come close. They'll never get that win streak. They'll never come close to making the playoffs without him. All right. That's Cousins. What about Tage? Tage, you had 47. Story. And it's, to me, a very different story as to why Tage Thompson has not produced this year versus Dylan Cousins. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented here on the show by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports uh, as an escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife got sick while a supply chain issue kept from this life-saving medication needed. Thankfully we'll be okay because of the Jace medical case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit JaceMedical.com. complete complete. Complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to medical.com J-A-S-E-Medical.com, use the offer code locked on. You're gonna get twenty dollars off your order at jacemedical.com. Back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks us make us your first listen every day. Okay, we just talked about Dylan Cousins. Well, what about Tage Thompson? Tage Thompson has also regressed in a big way. Now, he missed a bunch of games due to injury, 10 to be exact. His goal production, though, is down nonetheless 14 goals, 13 assists in 34 games played for a guy that was a heart trophy candidate at this time last year was a rocket Richard candidate at this time last year, this year he's producing some, but he is not the same player that we saw last year. Let's look at some of the numbers and my observations of Tage Thompson on the season. And let's start with my observations before I get to the numbers. My observation is something that I've, I think I've been seeing all year but I didn't really put it together until we had a listener on our text line actually pointed out to me about a week ago or about two weeks ago. And that listener, that texter or sorty texted in, doesn't it look like Tage isn't skating as fast with the puck as he did last year. And for that, it absolutely to me looks to be the case that when he's flying through the neutral zone, he is slowing up more often. He seems a little bit more hesitant on where to go and sometimes it happens when he's getting the puck out of uh out of the neutral zone right um it, that could be a defenseman thing even but when I'm looking at Tage Thompson and I'm looking at you know is he is he doing this Mario Lemieux stuff right how many times did he compared to Mar- compared to Mario Lemieux last year well what was a big part of that what's Mario Lemieux Mario Lemieux is going coast to coast around everybody and that's what Thompson was doing. He was, he was on sports under top 10 every other night. And I think that is a very, very big difference um, from where he was last season. Uh, you know, there are some of those stats out there on that. And one stat that I'll point to is that NHL edge has uh, the new player tracking site for the NHL speed bursts over 20 miles per hour, speed bursts over 20 miles per hour okay last year where did Thompson rank in that category he had 129 speed bursts over 20 miles per hour last year that ranked in the 82nd percentile 82nd percentile okay this year his speed burst per 20 mile or over 20 miles per hour 58 which ranks in the 74th percentile so that's down eight percentile points the other thing I want to look at is skating distance. And for that, because he's played fewer games, let's look at again where he is percentile wise because we're looking at the average here. 226 miles he skated last year. Where did that rank? 78th percentile, right? 70th percentile. So he was skating all over the place. This year, where does he rank? He the NHL edge is actually interesting. They won't tell you who the worst in the league is something is, they'll only tell you below 50 percentile, and that's where Thompson is. So he could be really low. I don't even know. But all I can tell you is he's below average at that this year. Last year, he was well above average. That's, to me, a big – that the those statistical evidence that he's not skating with the puck as much, he's not moving as fast, and that could be injury, but it was a wrist injury that he had. So I don't know if that really, you know, connects to that part of it. His skating does not, to me, to look up to snuff. Well, let's look at some of the numbers, though. Five-on-five five stats. This is where he's different from Dylan Cousins. Look at his five-on-five five stats. They're not that different from last year. They're really not. Goals per 60 minutes, 1.4 last year, 1.2 this year. Not too far off. Shots per 60, 11.0 last year, 10.9 this year. About the same. Shot attempts per 60, 20.8 versus 19.5. Pretty close. How about shot percentage, 12.7? versus 11.2 giveaways per 60 is actually better 1.7 last year 0.8 this year the one area that it is down a bit is scoring chances per 60 when you're looking at the quality of shot 12.3 per 60 last year 9.7 this year but in large part his five and five numbers are about the same it's very slight regression if anything well then how does he have so many fewer goals You might be able to guess it. Not that hard to think about what this team has struggled at this year. The power play. Tage Thompson is struggling on the power play in a big way. Is that all his fault? Might be some of his team. Might be coaching. You know, I think a lot of it is coaching. I've talked all year about how they don't move around on the power play. Well, let's look at Thompson's numbers at five on four or the power play in general. Look how different goals per 60 is for every 60 minutes of power play ice time that Thompson had last year scored four and a half goals this year 1.8 that is an incredible difference it's so down it's crazy that it could be that far down from one year to the next now let's look at some of the other numbers shots per 60 on the power play 18.6 last year 17.5 this year Okay, not too far off. The big thing, I'll skip through some of these. He's shooting more. 30 points, actually, I won't. 30.6 shot attempts last year, 35.0 this year. He's shooting more. He's trying to. Scoring chances per 60, 13.6 last year, 8.4 this year. And what that adds up to is a shot percentage that was 24.3 last year in the power play and 10.3 this year. Again, I don't know if that's all his fault. I think it's a combination of two things. One, his wrist was injured, and Thompson survives on the power play on his one-timer. That is, that is his most dangerous weapon on the power play. So when you have a wrist injury, it would make sense that his one-timer is not at the same state for the season as a whole than it was last year. But the other thing, and I think this is a bigger key, is coaching. And that's where I want to get to when we come back. Don Granado's role in both of these players and their regression. And I'll kind of recap some of the things we went through and explain why I think Granado is on the hook more for Thompson's regression than he is for Cousins. We'll get to that when we come back. You're in the Lockdown Sabers podcast. We are presented by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed. For scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show, We'll get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now. Support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast, locked on sabers and indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Sneaky Joe DiBiase la- wrapping things up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. The regression of tail- Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson. We went through all the numbers. We went through some of my observations. And I think what we found is that Dylan Cousins has dropped way off at five on five this year. Tage Thompson has dropped way off on the power play this year. And it adds up to a very, very big difference in the amount of goals the Sabres have scored last year versus this year. How much is Don Granado on the hook for that? Because Don Granado has been credited by me and everybody for being the offensive wizard. Getting the most out of the likes of Rasmus Dahlin offensively. The most out of, of course, Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins. The most out of, for a time, it looked like Jordan Greenway might have joined that list, right? Uh, Jeff Skinner, of course, is going to be one of the top names. Alex Tuck hitting career highs. So, okay, this year's different. And his top two centermen have gone down. Is it On Granado, I want to say yes for Thompson, no for Cousins. And even the yes on Thompson is only a somewhat of a yes. It's the coaching staff in general for me for Thompson. Their inability to get quality movement on the power play and to not get Tage Thompson freed up for one-timers is a giant reason why his goals and his production on the power play are down because teams they countered last year. Thompson was open because nobody respected him as an elite goal scorer in the NHL. Maybe they respected him as a good player uh, after scoring 38 goals, but not a 50 goal scorer. And then maybe as the season went on, you know, it changed a little bit, but really, it was this year where you really notice teams start to really cue in on Thompson and not give him that one-timer. Nobody is giving him the one-timer anymore, and they were last year. Right now, the coaching staff, 44 games in, has yet to find a counterpunch, and that is troubling. You've had 44 games to figure out how to get him open on the power play, and they are no closer than they were 44 games ago to doing that. And to me, the problem still is there is no crossing. There is no movement. They have such a stagnant power play versus a potentially dynamic power play where guys are moving around. And you know what? When you do that, yeah, you might free yourself up to rush chances going back the other way. If Darlene is moving down low because guys are moving, and Jeff Skinner is up top now, and he's not natural to knowing when to step up and when to get back. I mean, that's risky, but you know what? The alternative is you just do what you've been doing, and you're not getting any production on the power play. That, to me, is why it's on the coaching staff. Is it on Matt Ellis more than Don Granato? I mean, that might be right, but to me, that's an overall team effort. That's from ownership down. It's for the owner. It's the GM. It's the head coach. Whoever is allowing the power play to still look like this, that's who's on the hook for me for a lot of Tage Thompson's regression this year. It's a coaching staff thing. It's a management thing. It's an it's an organizational thing that why there can't be changes, why there haven't been changes, or why the coach himself, again, whether that's Matt Ellis or not, I believe it is, then that's on Matt Ellis. That's on Granado and it's on all of them. But it's me taking a little bit of the the blame away from Thompson. Because, again, it's the five-on-five five where you look at it and say, oh, well, he's about the same player. Okay, what about Cousins? Cousins, I think it's more about Cousins. I think Cousins is getting all the same opportunities, right? His power play production, you know, it's down. I didn't put that up on the show here because it's not that different. You know, it's, it's a little bit down. Um, but he was never – I mean, Thompson was the guy on the power play. Cousins was a contributor, but he wasn't the guy that they were going to. 5 on 5 is the big thing for him. And the only thing they can really do, I guess, is surround him with the right teammates. Maybe there's some coaching thing going on otherwise when it comes to practices or, you know, maybe his mental state is really another part of this, but they're playing him with the right players, you know? There was a time early in the year where it looked like, you know, they just couldn't they couldn't get him on a normal line. Um, he was moving around the lineup. He was playing with a Poso some of the time. Um, but you know, now that the season's gone on and you look at the, the ice time and how much he's played with everybody, you know, he's playing with some pretty good guys time with this season. He's played with JJ Paterka for a ton of his minutes, more like 60%, 309 minutes with 219 minutes away from his second most common line mate is Zach Benson. His third most common line mate, because they've been playing together for a couple weeks now, is Jack Quinn. His fourth most common line mate is Tage Thompson. Fifth is Jeff Skinner. Sixth is Alex Tuck. Okay, so maybe he's moved around the lineup a little bit, but he's still playing with skilled players, and he's not playing with anybody less skilled than last year. In fact, you could say that his teammates have even gotten better because I said this earlier Benson, rookie Benson, and rookie Quinn are, I'm going to give them about a wash, but rookie Paterka to second year Paterka is a giant difference. Paterka's been a lot more efficient. But despite that, Cousins has not been. Maybe Paterka is shooting the puck more. That's another part of this, right? He has been this year. And Cousins is more of a playmaker. But, you know, the the, play, the assist numbers should represent that then. And they're not. So Darlene, by the way, is the most common uh, defense. Uh, Darlene and Power are the two common defensemen that he plays with. So they're putting him with talented players. I think it's more on Cousins that he's not producing. I think it's more on the coaching staff that Thompson is not producing. And that scares me a little bit about Cousins. I think Thompson, it's in there. And he's still producing well. And he had an injury that we knew about that he missed 10 games with. Cousins, that's not true of. We are guessing that he's had an injury to this point. Well, and not even guessing. We're wondering if he's had an injury to this point. We now know he's, he's going to miss a game with 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 something. Um. So he, to me, is worth look tracking even more. Be, and especially because even though there's regression for both Thompson is probably still going to end up around the 30 goal mark or even maybe more a down year for Thompson. He is still a top two centerman definitively cousins is down here right now. It looks looking like 13 goals. If this keeps up, that's, that's a whole, that's an anchor of a contract. Thompson scoring 32 goals. Let's say uh, that's about a $7 million player which is what Thompson makes. He would be about making his contract back, earning his contract if he does what he's doing right now. Cousins scoring 13 goals and also not playing well defensively, I should add in. That's like a $2, 3000000 million player. You're not getting value if that happens. So he's the one that I think really key on even more than Tage. But we're not going to see him against Chicago. Uh, Again, a lot of you have already seen that game. We'll see if we get him on Saturday. Let me know what you think about all of this. There's a lot to go through here. There's a lot of numbers there. There's just a lot to chew on um, with two very critical pieces of this team that it's not going well for this season, especially, uh, as I mentioned, Cousins. So let me know what you think at lock at locked on Sabres on Twitter to do that. You can do it in our YouTube channel as well. And uh, my the uh, best way to do it, uh, sign up, become a sortie, go to join subtext.com slash locked Sabres. You get all your practice updates there. You're going to get all your line combinations, breaking news. You get the occasional scoop from me, from things that I've heard. Um, behind the scenes about anything could be a trade could be you know something about the coach i don't know uh and then also of course we uh, love to go through it and react to the games as they're happening in our text groups so you could do that there as well thanks for making us your first listen every day reminder you should go make locked on sports today your next listen they've launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today here for your 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of On plus our national shows covering every league go to lockdown Sports. Today on YouTube, subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks for listening today here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. And we'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you hopefully after a whip over Chicago and player we'll uh, a Friday of fire and theory. I hope we'll point. Thanks for listening here the Locked On Sabres Podcast we'll to on Podcast we'll Your every day.